Time for the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane Adventures and, of course, Torchwood. My name is David and, as always, I am joined by the pugilistic Matt. Hello there, David. Um, a little worrying there. I think my headphones cut out. Did, right. did you just say wheelie big quiz? Sorry. <laughs> of course. Because it, it, it is upon us. Tis the wheelie season. Wheelie big quiz season is here. Yeah. Wow. Are, are you excited, Matt? Uh, I've been excited since January. <laughs> the other ten months of the it's year. It's the most wonderful time of, of the time. year, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited too, Matt. I don't mind telling you. Uh, are you yeah. excited it's... to raise money for a good cause? Or are you excited because when we do the wheelie big kit quiz, it normally means we shit can all the little bits of the pod we don't enjoy doing to make way for the wheelie big mm. quiz? Yeah. Um, little column A, little column B, I think, is yeah. the honest answer. <laughs> yeah. Apologies in advance if you were tuning in for letters, letters. Yeah, not happening. Though, we've got a doozy of a have I got who's for you this week. Oh, we go, yeah. We're going off script for that. Do you want to go straight into it, Matt? Because um, I'm, or should we save it a little bit? Let, let, tell me how your week's been. Yeah, let's, let's leave start. that hanging as a little teaser. Yeah, um, I've been very busy, David. I've been working my little have socks you? off this week. What have you been up to? Uh, just, uh, just, just standard work stuff, or yeah, just, just busy. Every day, I seem to have had something. Um, mm. I mean, it started on Monday. I think that's called a job, Matt. Well, it started on Monday. This wasn't a chore, David. This was an absolute right. treat. Uh, I was lucky yep. enough to sit down with Shona from My Adventures in Time and Space. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Or is it My Adventures in Space and Time? I can never, One of the two. I can never remember that. Okay. It would be great if the fandom just agreed on a, uh, yeah. <laughs> on a combination. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we clearly haven't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we sat down, we talked about Reign of Terror. It was brilliant. Mm. I tried to segue uh, into talking I mean... about Monster of Peladon. <laughs> Which Shona, of course, won't have got to yet. Nope. Nope. So, uh, yeah. Did you finish off Monster of Peladon then? Uh, no, what I'm going to do is donate £50 to Wheelie Big Quiz and just send a message to myself that just says Monster of Peladon. <laughs> I think we'll need to do um, the other Peladon story as well, really. Yeah. If we're doing that. For, you know, for all, if you want all the context. Yeah, well, I'm not made And of course, me. even more classic Pertwee. Um, um, so, yeah, anyway. that was Monday night. Yeah. What did I do on Tuesday night? Did we record on Tuesday night? No, we recorded earlier on Monday night, didn't we? I did two recordings on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was an intense one for you. That's right. Then I edited our show Tuesday night. Then I went out yeah. for dinner Wednesday night. That was quite nice, but that meant I stayed over in York, so I had to leave York at, like, five in the morning to be in time for work. Um... Mm. And then I forgot it was parents' evening, so I worked a 14-hour day on Wednesday. Jeez. Uh, then I was tired all day Thursday. And then yesterday was just a nightmare. So I've just been busy. Yeah, sounds it. Sounds it. Are you enjoying your weekend so far, then? Uh, yeah, I've just had a lovely katsu yeah. curry and some chicken gyoza for lunch. Ooh, very nice. 
Very nice. Um, well, my week, thanks for asking, Matt. My, my week uh, obviously started poorly with the whole COVID situation, um, but managed to get over that in time to uh, finally um, take my dad for his uh, belated birthday treat. Uh, my brother and I pulled together and um, the three of us uh, got tickets to see Snarky Puppy, who is not not a household name, but I would think it's fair to say probably the, the best uh, jazz collective of the 21st century. Uh, so we went to see them in Manchester on Thursday evening and it was... Phenomenal. One of the best gigs I have ever been to. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and it just, yeah, just... It just... Uh, a, a, a venue of, I don't know what, 500 people just having their socks absolutely blown off them. Just... I don't think there was an unmelted face in the room by the end of that gig. <laughs> just extraordinary stuff. Now, speaking um, of birthdays... Yes. Do you want to wish me a happy birthday? Because the day this episode launches will be my birthday. Oh, will it? Okay. Happy birthday, Matt. Yeah, I'm not like you where I keep my birthday a secret and then judge everyone <laughs> later down the line for not wishing me a happy birthday. Yes, I, I always forget that it's the day it's the day after my partner's birthday. Yeah, I think we have this conversation so. every year on pod. Yes, I expect we do. Yeah, yeah well, and, and, and I forget by this time next year. <laughs> wish her a happy birthday from me when it comes round. Yeah, I will do. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I don't uh, know if I've got anything else to talk about. No, uh, nor I. Uh, really, except for... I, I, I'll, I'm going to be honest, Matt. I am jonesing to get to Have I Got Who's For You this week. Ah, uh, should we jump right into it? Yeah, because we're doing, we, we, we're doing something a little different this week because as we hit record on this week's episode... The trailer for uh, The Power of the Doctor just dropped. So we thought we'd go and have a little watch of it and come back and share our thoughts. Right, hold on. Let me just type this into my computer. Power of the Doctor trailer. No spoilers because our listeners are a bunch of ungrateful, snarky (laughs) who complain at the (laughs) drop of a hat because they apparently have little else going on in their life. Full stop. Uh, Let's just hit enter on Mm -hmm. that. There we go. Here we go. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Am I right in thinking it's one minute and six seconds long, the official trailer? uh, I've got one minute twelve, but uh, I'm looking at it on, on the official YouTube channel. I'm on BBC YouTube. Let's have a look. Wow. I just hit play and I was not expecting the sound of the TARDIS to be that loud in my ear. That made me jump somewhat. <laughs> uh, let's go full screen. Let's go full screen. Okay. I'm about to hit play, David. Ready when you are? Okay. I'll do the same. Okay. Right. I'll count us down. Five, four, three, two, one. Play. say mm. now what did you reckon uh it looks like it's you know 
quite grand in its scale. It does, doesn't it? Um, they're going for it, clearly. Right. Let, let me just flip <laughs> Whatever through it, is. it and I'll ask you some questions as we go, David. Sure. Right, so we start with okay. the TARDIS and the Doctor, as you'd expect. Then there's mm-hmm. the Master, but he's like a scruffy Jesus, Charles Manson character. Where, where did we last see him? Yes. Did he get blasted away somewhere? Or did he run away? Oh, gosh. He, he ran away. Didn't he? Did he run away with the side? Away. It was it. Yes, his his he made his little batch of uh, Time Lord Cybermen hybrids, and That's uh, right. then he skedaddled. Yeah. Right. Then there's some seismologists that have gone missing, and there's a volcano that goes off. Yes. So that's obviously going to be our like attempt at an actual story. We've got we've got missing seismologists and missing paintings. Yeah. Good to see Kate so. Stewart on her own, uh, not accompanied by any <laughs> lesser members of unit. Mm. Uh, Ace staring at a wall. That's good. Yeah. Now, it's yeah. nice to see, even though Ace is looking pretty well dressed there, she's still got big stompy boots on. Yeah, excellent. Uh, then what we got? Doctor and Yaz... Looking at outer space, there's some sort of weird Death Star thing up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, that big building, I can't remember, is that GCHQ that's getting blown up? Oh, they did that in, in uh, Resolution, though, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's like a flashback. So it must be a different one. Uh, maybe, maybe. Right. Then they've all got the iconic Doctor Who spacesuits on. Dan's there. Yeah, I love... Th- I'm, I'm loving that, that we've got the orange space suits back. Uh, then the Masters had a haircut and a shave. Uh, a Dalek talks to everyone. Vinder's there, so he's obviously back. Yes, yeah. I, I, did you, were you aware that he was coming back before? Uh, I honestly can't yeah. remember. Did he meet his wife at the end of Flux? Or did he just find a little yes. hologram thing? Did they get reunited? No, no, no. But yeah, we we got to have we got a happily ever after with those two. Right, that's okay. I wonder if they'll have their still yet unborn child or whatever it's referred to. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully it will be born by this point. Then the front of the TARDIS just says ha 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 ha. Uh, yeah, he was just thinking of a funny joke. Some weird space stuff. Uh, the doctor yeah. says, "Sorry, the master says the doctor's about to be erased. Planet versus planet, shooting missiles mm-hmm. at each other. Loads of planets. That weird Cyberman, the last Cyberman's there. Oh yes, Ashad. Yeah. Who last time we saw was was all tiny. Yes, that's right. You got the, the, master, the master. The master tinyfied him. So yeah, be uh, interesting to see." Is it just an earlier point in Ashad's timeline, or did did the Master undo it somehow? Who, who, who knows? Um, Ace parachutes in, meets Tegan. They do some shooting yep. at some Cybermen. Then it says her final battle. Doctor runs about for a yep. bit. Yaz is there. Some Daleks turn up. Yada, yada, yeah, yada. Doctor Who logo, Power of the Doctor. Still no release date, seemingly. 
Yes, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's more than bizarre. Uh, it's staunch refusals to just tell us, tell us when it's on. Um, the other thing that the, the 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 other notable absence, as far as I'm concerned, and the thing that has me most worried is uh, no fugitive doctor in that trailer. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sorry. If, if if I want to, if this if this era is going to quote unquote stick the landing, then the fugitive doctor has got to be a significant part of this story. Yeah, but maybe that's just the ending. Might just turn maybe. up at the end. Oh gosh, I no, I need more than that. I need more than that from from that character. Um, but yeah, but but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic with this, Matt. It looks That's grandiose. It's it looks like everything they yeah. wanted to do in flux, but couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it certainly seems like um, it, it is one last big throw of the dice, if you like. Mm. And uh, yeah, we will have to see uh, whether or not it pays off. I hope so. I. I you know, I've been on record as broadly enjoying the Chibnall era. I think it's had its ups and downs, and I think Series 11 in particular was an unfortunately rough start. But I think it's just gotten better and better as it's gone on. So I'm cautiously optimistic that, that, that we could be in for a really solid finale here. And I'll be honest, I... When it comes to New Who uh, final stories with Doctors, we don't have a great hit rate as far as I'm concerned. No. Eccleston's, great, I liked. Tenants, end of time, I think is is a hot mess. Um, the Time of the Doctor with uh, Matt Smith, not much better. Got some lovely moments, but the whole thing is just an incoherent mess. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really like Twice Upon a Time, especially as you take it as a sort of coda to uh, World Enough and Time and The Doctor Falls. I think if you take all three of those episodes as an, as an extended finale for Capaldi's era, then I, I, I think he's better served than any, any other New Who Doctor. And and now, of course, we've got uh, Whitaker's to add to the list. So I think we will just have to wait and see. But but I hope we are leaning more towards um, I hope we don't have another end of time situation on our hands of just too much shit going on and none of it adding together to make anything satisfying or coherent. Which is, would be my biggest worry with this, I think. Because, you know, we've got Dalek, Cybermen and The Master. Those are three yeah, pretty big things Yeah, there's a lot of moving in. parts there. And it's not always not always great at landing them. No, no. Sometimes less is more. That's clearly not the tack that Chibnall has gone for here. He's very much taken the literal approach of more is more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we will have to wait and see. All right, Matt. Um, shall we then get stuck into uh, 
the inaugural edition of 2023's Wheelie Big Quiz. Yeah, I mean, it's only 2022, but let's go for it. Oh, <laughs> now, oh, oh, I was looking, I was looking at something for next year, so I had the, I had 2023 on the brain. Um, yes, you're quite right. Yeah. Getting a touch ahead of myself. Just, just stick to this year's. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's do a big introduction, David, because people may be unaware of the Wheelie yeah. Quiz. Okay, so it is our Heathens. annual charity fundraising event. Um, I like to say that it came to me in a dream, but it turns out I just stole the idea from Murray to Who, where we, yep. every week, do a little quiz where we plagiarise Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. David answers the questions. Each one he gets right is worth one pound to a maximum of six. If he gets all six, we double the money and put ten pounds. I know, no, ten isn't double six, is it? We just stick it as a ten. No. Okay, he gets a bonus four quid. Yeah. Um, this year... And I have never... I've never got all six. No, you did once, but that was because Rob from the Cloister Bell sent really easy questions. I think he, yes. I think yeah. he misunderstood I, uh, in terms of what... how difficult the quiz should be. <laughs> yeah. So, all David, right, then. this year we're raising money for Cancer Research UK... And we, we are indeed. We we were talking earlier about some little rewards we want to offer. Now, when I was yes. planning this, David, I think in the first one, I said, um, if we beat last year's score, I'll go run a big race. Okay? I'm going to change that, David, mm-hmm. because today I was putting together the Just Giving page. That's live now. It's the pinned tweet on our Twitter. You can see it. And access it there if you wish to make a donation. But when I was copying and pasting the little blurb from last year, um, I forgot yes. that in last year, which was the second one, I put, if we beat the first year's total, I would sit and watch all of class in one day. Um, and I'm yes. going to stick to that, David. Instead of running a race, if we beat <laughs> last year's total, I'll just watch all of class again in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and if we make even more, I might even get some of the class audio dramas. <coughs> oh goodness me! Yeah, <laughs> be it on your own head, Matt. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, and it's the, preferable to, to drinking a pint of beans. That was we've done pint of beans. Yes. we're retiring pint of beans. We, we we are we are, but I did feel that you know, one way or another. I'm overdue another food challenge. You know, Pines of Beans, of course, was the iconic one. Um, more recently, you, you, you did uh, you did Fish Fingers and Custard. It was only a matter of time before one of us ended up doing that. Yeah. Um, you took that bullet. And uh, most recently for the 200th, you just purely voluntarily decided to murder your taste buds with a variety of hot sauces. Yeah, genuinely so, nearly died. Yes, yeah, it was troubling to watch. Um, but yeah, so I thought, for this year, let's have another food challenge. And I decided I wanted to do uh, orchestrate something that would ramp up. So the more people donated, the madder it would get. Um, and I was inspired by 
our experiences of watching Torchwood, because I, I've said repeatedly, Torchwood seems like a show that, that you know, we're nearly at the end of the season and it still hasn't really figured out what kind of a tone it's trying to strike, what it wants to be. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's eclectic to a fault. So for our first recording in January, when, we, when we've got our final figure for uh, this month's Winnie Big Quiz, I am going to eat on pod a uh, Torchwood-inspired eclectic sandwich. Yeah. And the way this is going to work is for every £50 that we raise, uh, another filling will be added to the sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I will have a list of uh, potential fillings, some of them sweet, some of them savoury. Um, and, yeah, we will, but all of them technically food. You know, yeah. <laughs> I won't be adding rusty nails to the sandwich, but um, but yeah, the, the the end result probably won't be pleasant. Um, and yeah, so ev every every week we'll check in and we'll we'll add however many ingredients we need to to the uh, to the total. Can, can I make one suggestion, David? Yes, of can, course. Can one of the foods on the list be a full tin of baked beans? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep. Come on, it's tradition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, last year, our total was £648. That's excluding, um, what's it called? Gift aid. Gift aid. So, I've set that yeah. as our total this year. We're aiming, we always just aim to beat the previous year, £648. Um, so yeah. I set that live this morning. It was about 10 o'clock. It's currently just before two. And David, we've already raised over £100. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, well, so. well, thank you to. Was that, was that multiple donations? Uh, so if I have a look. The first donation, David, was 100 yeah. English pounds. Although that's yeah. not that much these days after Brexit. Um, <laughs> uh, from our old friend and nemesis, Jacobus X, who oh, says, well, thank Greetings, curators of the Wheelie Big Quiz. I have visited your planet once more to support a fantastic charity. I cannot wait to see what cruel or unusual punishments you will give each other. So, £100 and £25 gift aid, but then Jacobus X reappears with a £2 donation just to say, oops, I forgot to tell everyone in the UK who is eligible to select gift aid. Go do it, you cool people. So, yeah. you know, if our nemesis, like Jacobus X, can make a donation like that, David, imagine what our friends are going to give. Imagine what James Courtney's going to give us. Ah. <sighs> Well, yes, you would hope that he'd he'd uh, he'd pony up. Yeah. At some point, I'd be if excited. you're listening, James. Yeah, I think James. I'd like to see a donation with your name on it that outdoes Jacobus X. <laughs> Don't be shy. It's the least you could do. Sure. It's the time to be generous this time of year. Uh, and then, David, we got a third donation from our friend Giant Rob from the Cloister Bell podcast. Who mm -hmm. donated five pounds with one pound twenty-five gift aid, just to say, here's a little something just to get the ball rolling. 
Ah, oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, thank you to 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 Jacob Sex and to Rob. Yeah. So we always say yeah. you don't have to give us a hundred pounds. It's always nice, but you know whatever yeah. you can spare, every little makes a difference. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, ultimately, uh, I, I do want to make clear. We know, we know that this is not an easy time for an awful lot of people. Mm. Um, and I, I just want to be very clear, as someone who has had, uh, you know, the, the flirtations with poverty at points in my life, please do not feel obligated to contribute anything at all. If that's if that's where you're at, just you can you can just retweet one of our tweets about uh, Winnie Big Quiz, um, or you can just sit back, listen, and enjoy the hijinks. That is totally fine. What what I said this so, morning, David, um, was I put an email out to our Mike McLean Hall of Famers, and I think this probably applies to yeah. everyone else. If you can't make a donation, but you want to be involved in any minor way, why not just submit some questions and we'll use them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we always enjoy uh, getting uh, uh, questions from... Uh, listeners and uh, fellow podcasters and all, and all the rest so yeah loads of ways to get involved um great so uh, is it time matt david is it time to hit me with some questions it is and this week's questions Excellent. david do come from a listener oh exciting a martin mclean hall of famer do go on and i believe these questions come by means of apology having threatened us last week david it's BT Flippity yep. The curator himself. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I might even I'm terrified. I'm going to edit in that little bit of you singing the curator song because we don't use that as much as we should <laughs> and it's the best thing we've ever done. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Greetings, curator. How do you do? Please tell us your thoughts about this episode of Doctor Who. All right, see. Right, so, David. Um, now, awkwardly, BT sent the questions but hasn't put the topics in, so I'm just going to get an old question card out so I can do this. There we go. Right, David. Question one. Yes. For the Wheelie Big Quiz 2022. Mm-hmm. Comes from the topic Time Lords. Right. What is the name of the Time Lord, the Doctor, and Sarah Jane meet in Planet of the Spiders? Now, this is a multiple-choice question, David. Oh, thank goodness. Yep, okay. The answers are, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Campo or Caampo? Yeah. Caampo Rinpoche or Rinposh? Yeah. Choje or Choji? Or secret option D, all of the above. This has not made... (laughs) As multiple choices go, that has not made it easier. I was hoping that they wouldn't... They're all very plausible to me. I've only seen Planet of the Spiders once. Um... 
I'm going to say all of the above. David, I can confirm yep. the answer is Kaampo. Uh, and well, Choji. And Kaampo yep. Rinposh, because it's all of the above. One pound in the back. Yes. Fantastic. Now, are you ready for question two, David? I am ready for question two. In fact, don't I always ask if you sat comfortably? Isn't that a thing? Uh, you do you... tend to. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, up to a point. Mm, hemorrhoids flaring up again, are they? Right. <laughs> question two. <laughs> this comes from the topic companions. Yeah. David, which classic Who companion appeared in the least number of episodes? Would you like multiple choice answers, David? Uh, if multiple choice is available, I'd be a fool not to take it. Your options are <laughs> A. Dodo Chaplet B. Yeah. Katerina C. Sarah Kingdom or D. Chameleon We're going episodes, not stories. Is that right? Uh, in the least number of episodes. I believe that it would be Sarah Kingdom. Now, I thought the same because Sarah, Sarah Kingdom, Kingdom or Katarina. is one that yeah. I've never heard of before. Yeah. Could you say it's either Sarah Kingdom or Katarina? Yes, those are the ones that, I, that I'm toying between, but I think... Oh, no, because Katarina is, I believe, only in The Myth Makers... And, or, or maybe the Mythmakers and, and, and like a couple of episodes thereafter. And I believe Sarah Kingdom is only in the Daleks Master Plan. These are both stories that I've not actually uh, listened to um, because I think they're both fully or mostly missing. Um, Daleks Master Plan is massive, and I think Sarah Kingdom is in some of it, but I don't know how many episodes. <sighs> No, I'm going to stick with my first answer, Sarah Kingdom. Okay. David? Sarah yeah. Kingdom is not the yeah. answer. It's Katarina. It was Katarina. It was Katarina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, well. Well, hopefully we'll make it back, David, on episodes and stories. We can try. In which story, David, did the Doctor first reverse the polarity of the neutron flow? Oh, Have I got multiple choice on this one? You do. The answers available to you, David, are A, the demons, B, the sea devils, C, the time monster, D, planet of the Daleks, and just because I love it so much, E, the monster of Peladon. <laughs> um, I oh I don't know I don't know the answer to this so this is just going to be a total punt. Let's say the Sea Devils. You going for the Sea Devils? Yep. By some miracle, David, you got that right. It's absolutely correct. Hooray! Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, so we'll move on to question four, David. This comes from Years and Dates. So question four, David. When was a list 
of yep. all then broadcast Doctor Who stories and episode titles first published. Your options are 1972 in the making of Doctor Who, 1973 in the Radio Times, 1976 in the second edition of the making of Doctor Who, or 1981 in Doctor Who The Programme Guide. I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I, I'm sure I've heard like old, old uh, you know, OG fans talking on podcasts about that Radio Times issue that had all of the, all of the the uh, stories and episodes listed. So, I'm I'm inclined to say Radio Times. David, I'm afraid it's 1981 in the Doctor Who program guide. Is it? As yeah. late as that? Yeah, there might have been something else in the Radio Times, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm probably just thinking of something slightly different there, but... That's late, isn't it? Mm. Now, a nice easy one for All right, okay. question five, David. This is Monsters. How many TV stories have Cybermats yep. appeared in? Oh, Cybermats. Now, BT okay. has not offered uh, multiple choice here, but I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Your options are... Okay, well, well, I was... Okay. Four, five, six, seven, or you can say the Monster of Peladon. <laughs> okay. So, first appearance is um, Tomb of the Cybermen. An absolutely woeful story, if I remember um, correctly. And I think they feature in two New Who episodes, uh, which are Nightmare in Silver and Closing Time. Pretty sure Cybermats feature in both of those. I don't recall them featuring elsewhere in New Who. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how many more times did they appear in Classic Who? And it, you, you, you said four, five, six or seven, didn't you? I did. My options. Or the Monster of I'm going of to Peladon. say... Or Monster of Peladon. Well, I'm tempted to say Monster of Peladon, but I think I'm going to say... Five? David, the correct answer is five. Yes! Well done. Well, there we go. We have one final question, David. This is cast, crew and beyond. And as you know, right. it tends to be beyond and it can be absolutely anything. Yeah. The question is, David, which classic Doctor Who story did Peter Capaldi audition for a part in? Ooh. Your options are... No. A, yeah. The Twin Dilemma. B, uh -huh. Revelation of the Daleks. C, Delta and the Bannermen. D, Ghostlight. Or E, The Monster of Peladon. <laughs> Well, he would have been a child uh, when the Monster Peladon was 
out. So, I mean, they're all plausible as far as I can say. This is a fact that I did not know. I knew, I knew that he was invited to audition for the Eighth Doctor. I did not know that he ever auditioned for uh, Classic Who. Um, I'm going to say just because I think it it's the one where his energy would have best fitted I think uh, and that's Ghostlight okay unfortunately David the answer is the twin dilemma really mm. wow I wonder what part he went went for with that um, would I, it have been Kevin McNally's part maybe I think he was going for the white guardian or maybe he was going for <laughs> Mestor. Oh, the big slug. Man. Yeah, he would have made a great Mestor. I mean, let's be honest. A version of the Twin Dilemma in which Peter Capaldi plays every character is something I would be well up for seeing. Yeah, I'd definitely be going for that. Right. Yeah, I'd love to see Peter Capaldi's take on Perry. Yeah, just like going, Doctor! Doctor! I can't, I can't, I can't do a good impression. Right, so David, for week one, bearing in mind yes. you're a little out of yeah. practice, okay? Yeah. The donation amount this week is three pounds. Yeah. Okay. It's it's yeah it's all right it, it, you know it, it's early days. It's the early only days. way is up, onwards and upwards, eh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it, it's technically not. I could, I it, it, there is, you know, I could, I could do worse to the tune of of three incorrect answers next week. Yeah. So if you just give me uh, thirty seconds, I'm just going to donate three pounds. Do it with Apple Pay now. That's that's convenient. That's so convenient. There we go. We've done it. Hooray! Excellent. Excellent news. Right. right. Great. So. Right, Matt. Now that's out of the way. Yeah. Should we talk about a shit episode of Torchwood? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> let yeah. me just flip back in my notes and then we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> We're back, back to our standard, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll just check, Matt. D what did you think of this one? Uh, uh, the old classic rating scale. Uh, bad episode, some good bits, or just just bad episode? Just bad episode. I'm not even going to give you the option of good episode. Yeah, I'm just going to go <laughs> yeah, bad episode. Good, like, it? It, it was just a, it's just an absolute nothing. Like, it's just something I experience. I have no emotional yeah. attachment to Torchwood as it stands. I'm just like, sit down for an hour and then an hour later I get up and walk away. I mean, last week's really was good, but it, it, the, the more the rest of the series puts it in context, the more it looks like just a complete fluke. Yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> Catherine Trigana accidentally wrote a good episode of yeah. Torchwood. Ah, uh, well. You know, uh, 
a couple of uh, weeks ago, I was playing a game with my uh, niece and nephew, David. They call it the sentence yeah. game, where right. you have to, quickly as possible, say a word that follows on from the previous word to build a sentence. Yeah. So we came up with the sentence, somehow I kind of ate dog, right? <laughs> and that's how I feel about Torchwood. Just like we just strung something together and it's kind of coherent, but it doesn't make any sense. And, you know. mm. Yeah, it definitely has that vibe to it. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, let's talk about it, Matt. Let's, let's, let's rattle through this. Right, so this is Combat. It is mm. the 11th episode of Season 1 and it's from the 24th of December, 2006. Now, does that ring any bells to you, David? Um, well, it, it would have been Christmas Eve, uh, um, I'm trying to think when, uh, when the Christmas invasion, oh, that would have been 2005, wouldn't it? So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, this would have aired the day before. The Runaway Bride? Absolutely correct, David. Top knowledge there. Yeah. Well done. I might donate another pound to the Wheelie Big Quiz for that. <laughs> okay. Now, the gulf in quality between the two is incredible, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think Runaway Bride is a Stone Cold classic by any means. No. But it is solidly entertaining. Yeah. In a way that this could never hope to be. So, this episode is directed by Andy Goddard. Yeah. And written by Noel Clark. Yeah. And it is that Noel Clark, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, and here was me thinking we would never have to invoke that man's name yeah. on this podcast again. Let, let's just move on. Let's just move on. I think we'd better. Okay. Yeah. So, the episode begins, David. And uh, I'm, go I'm going to send you something. And okay. I'd just like you to read this in character. We've never done this, but... I shall try. I, I thought it'd be nice. We're going we're we're gonna to record a little soundbite we can yeah. use every week here. Just, just off my acting skills a little, eh? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or, or just do it as a, you know, a dramatic reading. Okay. Uh, bear with me one moment whilst my very, very slow internet loads the... Uh, here we are. Right. Torchwood. Outside the government. Beyond the police. Tracking down alien life on Earth. Arming the human race against the future. The 21st century is when everything changes. And you've got to be ready. Now, based on yeah. John Barrowman's um, acting performance we hear that in this every episode, week. like the BBC are going to come, bite, yes. you know, they, they're coming for you, David, because that was stellar compared <laughs> to what we get this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I am absolutely pig sick of hearing that introduction every week. It's not good, is it? It's not good. Because uh, apart from anything else, it promises so much that this series has not delivered. So, outside the government, I mean, yes, they certainly seem like a rogue agency, 
with with insufficient scrutiny beyond the police. I mean, they're certainly far less competent than the police in a lot of time, uh, which, again, saying something. Uh, tracking down alien life on Earth. Do they really track it down? Uh, or do they just sometimes trip over it? I mean, they did a bit of tracking this week. Yeah, but they own only tracking alien life that they'd already purposefully released from their holding cells. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure that counts. Um... Arming the human race against the future. Are they? Well, every time they use new technology, David, it goes horrifically wrong yeah. and then they lock it in a bunker forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's no, like, there's no sense of them collaborating. That You know, they're, they're openly hostile to, to, you know, working with the police and the army. And so, you know, they act like they're better than all of them and won't, won't share any of their innovations. So... Not sure that, that that really tracks. The 21st century is when everything changes. So far, hard to say that anything has significantly changed in Torchwood terms compared to what we already would see on an average episode of Doctor Who in 21st century Earth. So, uh, yeah. But we've got to be ready, Matt. You have to be ready, David. Yeah. I don't know. You, I read that, and and I'm imagining Torchwood as an organisation, like actively recruiting and exploring. Maybe sometimes, uh, you know, driving beyond the border of Cardiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a little deeper into Wales. Who knows? Maybe even crossing the border into England. You know, seeing if there are any aliens in Hertfordshire. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> like, there's the rift, but they never really talk about that anymore. No, no. Occasionally they'll mention the rift, but we never really see the like what we don't see stuff coming through the rift, do we? No. Ever. It just... It's just sort of sometimes there'll be an alien. Yeah. Or a bit of old kit. Yeah, and they're always like, oh, how did that get here? Please, please check <laughs> your plot devices. Yeah, it's... Oh. There is a good premise to be found in Torchwood, but the execution here is... Uh, Sickening. Is so lacking. Sickening. So lacking, yeah. Right, should we jump into this then? I think we'd better had. Sooner we do, sooner we can go home. Right. Yeah, that's very much my feeling on the matter. So, we open with Jack chasing a weevil. And he has a little punch-up with it. Yeah. Um, he Not, gets... Nice to see the weevils back, I guess. You know. Yeah, they've kind of just always out of those been costumes. around, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jack had given everybody the night off. And we see from that Gwen is on a date with Reese. Yeah, she's there. But can, I, she's... can I just go on? Sorry, I, I will say again. Jack's given absolutely everyone in Torchwood the night off. Again, showing no concept of a rotor system, mm. which you think would be we all just work a basic on. aspect. Works. <laughs> 
Yes, because that's what you want from your security agencies. Mm. It's just all of them to be off at the same time. Especially, he seems to have given them all the night off so oh. he can go do some shady stuff following weevils around town. Yeah, yeah. Right. But anyway, yes, yeah, so, so Gwen's on a date with Reese. Yeah, but she's there in um, body, not spirit. And Reese isn't really that happy yes. about it. Uh, uh, Reese is an arsehole about it. Yeah. Let's be clear. Um, I, I've talked before, earlier in this series, I had a degree of sympathy for Reese as a character. He, he effectively torpedoes that. Um, in 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 the space of this one scene, yeah, like, like any any sympathy I had for him is just gone in an instant. He's like weirdly possessive, and we haven't really seen that in his character. Like I didn't like it when he yeah, was swearing. Yeah, I don't like the swearing in Torchwood. Yeah, yeah, and and just and also just like telling her what to do and how to behave. It's like, I mean, you're not going to have a nice date now, are you? No. Imagine when he goes, when he basically says, you know, I I can't remember the exact phrase, but he says something along the lines of sit the fuck down, doesn't he? Or is it don't you fucking leave? He drops an F-bomb. Imagine if she did. Do you think think they can just get on with their creme brulee after that? (laughs) Exactly. I can't imagine it working out. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so, so... Reese, Reese is another character that's, that's written off. But uh, at that point, like, I had a- any remote possibility of me caring about the outcome of this whole Gwen cheating on Reese storyline is is gone. Yeah. Because I already didn't like Gwen. Um, and now I, I no longer care about Reese as a character. They can all just get in the bin as far as I'm concerned. Right, so Gwen then leaves with Jack, having seen him chase a weevil down the street. Uh, the weevil yeah. hides in a car park, and it's hunted down. Yeah, it's, it's always flipping car it parks, is. isn't it? Yeah. Like, I watched uh, She-Hulk this week, <laughs> most of that was in a car park. <laughs> was yeah. it? I mean, they are easy locations to shoot in, it yeah. must be said, but... Yeah. You know. Well, funnily enough, I bet, David, if you went to Cardiff, you wouldn't be able to find a parking space. Right. Um, <laughs> so, the weevil is hunted and captured by a van. Yeah. Okay. So then, we get our favourite bit, the little uh, intro, and ultimately, we move to Torchwood HQ. Um I do like that Jack asks Ianto what's going on as if he's the expert. That's his role this week. (laughs) Yep, might as well be. Um, So it turns out there's been massive reports at A&E of different injuries that look very, very similar to the weevil attacks. Um, Yeah. So Gwen then tries to call Reese to make a bit of peace. But he doesn't pick up the phone. Because, oh, he's, he's angry. He's angry. Oh, he is. He's a furious man. Okay. Owen is out in a bar, and he's chatting to the barmaid. It's important we know he's not actually chatting her up for once. He's just, you know, he just wants to be left alone. Yep. Because he's sad that Diane last week left mm-hmm. him in the dumps. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, but then her boyfriend... Gets a bit jealous 
and Owen just gives him the pasting of a lifetime. Yeah. But he's Owen yeah. still won't pick up his phone to Torchwood. He's in a right mess. Yeah, I, I mean, fair enough. He was given the night off, so... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They really need to look at their their employment practices. Because, like, it, does he have the night off? Is he on call? It, it, really, they should make that clear from the outset, shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unreasonable to expect people to, to not know whether they're on the job or not. Yeah. Especially you give everyone the night off and then you immediately need them. Come on, Jack. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's poor, it's poor planning. Yeah. Um, so... Imagine, imagine, imagine if season two. Everyone says season two gets gets better, and series three is brilliant. What if it's just halfway through series two, uh, Jack employs an HR manager? Uh, I'd love it. Just come in and, and sort it out. You know when we used to talk about Peter, the man that works at Unit. Imagine if he moves yeah. to Torchwood, and, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, can I?" And he just knuckles down. You know, can I see your personnel folder, yeah, go on. please? It's just like, oh, we don't have it. It's like, wait, you don't have any paperwork, but you've just got miles of chain everywhere. I think your priorities are a bit out of whack. <laughs> yeah, I would just, I'd love to see him just sort of crack his knuckles and just uh, go into town on some spreadsheets. Because that, that organisation needs whipping into shape. Yeah. yeah. We need some proper clear processes that everyone can follow yeah just to... and then and then we'll start seeing some results maybe then with if if you if you get the admin side sorted out maybe we'll actually start seeing some good results in torchwood <laughs> from torchwood and it won't just it won't just be won't little just girls be, disappearing oh, at the end of gardens and everyone <laughs> murdering each other <laughs> exactly maybe we'll start to see some positive outcomes yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So Tosh tells Gwen that Owen has been off since Diane left and that they had a thing. Gwen is quite obviously mm-hmm. jealous. Uh, Ianto, yeah. oh, sorry, field agent Ianto and Jack uh, <laughs> are yeah. watching the Weevil who's having a little cry because it turns out that they have some kind of telepathic link to one another and it can sense sure. that another weevil somewhere is suffering. Um, yeah. Tosh used CCTV to track the van that stole the weevil until the CCTV failed and Jack... You know, I'm just thinking about that. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the whole telepathic link thing. That would be very annoying. Imagine if all human beings were sort of telepathically linked and any time someone stubbed a toe, oh. you sort of... on. David, on a basic level, fell. I hit my little toe on the leg of my sofa the other day, and honestly, I was a whimpering mess. (laughs) Proper clobbered it. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't even break stride. Yeah. Just took one step and (laughs) bang. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? It's awful. But yeah, just imagine feeling that constantly. Because if you think about like everyone in the world. Someone is always doing that right now. Right. Um, Jack and Tosh... So, yeah, it's not practical. No, no. If anything, it's a a curse. 
Right. Jack and Tosh investigate down by the docks and they find mm-hmm. the body of Dan Hodge. Now, I've written that here because later in the episode, when everyone's like going, well, what about Dan Hodge? I was just like, who? who? <laughs> and I had to backtrack and work out. <laughs> so they find the body of Dan Hodge, yep. who's been killed by a weevil. Yeah. Um, yeah dun, now, dun, dun. I know this was 2006, but even I yes. think the fact he's got the crazy frog as his ringtone is a bit dated. Yeah, I I mean, I think that was probably the joke, mm. to be fair. It was just like, what is this, you know, what is this chump doing with a crazy frog ringtone? Yeah. It's funny, because I, I remember yeah. when we first met, that was one of the first things you said to me. I was like, hello, mate, I'm Matt, nice to meet you. And you just went, hi, I'm David, do you like the crazy frog? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was mad for it Yeah, back then. absolutely insane. Right. When Jack answers, it's a phone call warning him not to get involved in things that are not his business. Uh, So he tells uh, tech expert Ianto to trace the phone calls. And he then rings Owen and says, meet me back at Torchwood HQ. Uh, Ianto's so good at his job, he works out there's no info on the phone. But the weevils are being used to carry out murder. Yeah. I mean, we find out later they're not, but it's a good idea. They're not. Okay. Uh, Gwen has to go tell Dan Hodge's family about what happened and then complains about it, even though it's literally her job. Um, And Owen (laughs) is still mad about Diane, so he just walks off. He's had enough of Gwen. Do you know what? Me too. I I was never that fond of Diane. I blame him. I was never that fond of Diane. But, you know, get yeah. rid of Gwen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Owen decides he's going to go undercover. Um, well, he doesn't decide. Jack does, because he works out that the people involved have seen everyone else in Torchwood. You know, that secret agency, Torchwood, where they're always undercover and no one knows <laughs> about them. Yes, I love the fact that 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 they've got they've also they that you know they've got they've got such a skeleton staff that in the space of a twenty four hour investigation they're already like oh we've we've already burned through literally everyone yeah. else yeah. everyone's so good <laughs> so they've blown their cover it has to be you <laughs> right uh, he wants to <laughs> so of course they go on sorry. They, 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 are they abs- I was going to say, are they absolutely nail uh, undercover work here by giving Owen a ridiculous backstory yeah. <laughs> as, as, as an international jelly deal salesman? Yeah, like, and you could have said anything else. Just make something really mundane up and just go, oh, I sell bathroom fittings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, Jelly Deals, presumably because he's got a Cockney accent, mm. was the thinking there. Um, and then, crucially, they don't give him an alias. Yeah, but also, <laughs> like, he doesn't... What, what, what was the point I was trying to make there? Hold on, let me backtrack. I can't remember. I had a point and I've forgotten it. Oh. Oh, that was it. When he needs to get, like, facilities, 
So he, he, he basically wants to rent the warehouse where this body was found so he can find out who the landlord is. Yeah. But when he goes to the estate yeah. agent, he's like, oh, I'm looking for a warehouse. And they're like, yeah, we've got hundreds of those. And he goes, no, I specifically want that one where someone was murdered. Like, play it cool on him. <laughs> And, he, and he's like, yeah, these ones are all jumps, aren't they? It's just like, it's a warehouse! Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're all just big, empty rooms. That's the point. I, I mean, I, I've been in a fair few warehouses in my time. I've never opened the door and gone like, Mamma mia, this is home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole, yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing is just bizarre. But, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, he goes to an estate agent to inquire about this, and he has a magic. I mean, it looks like a hole punch that can copy an entire computer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he keeps asking questions about the warehouse. I would certainly be suspicious in that instance. Oh yes, and and I think the bloke immediately is. Now, the estate agent man, yeah. who I believe is called Mark, yes. but I don't think it's mentioned frequently, he kind of Googles yeah. Owen to research his mm -hmm. business as a jelly deal salesman. And there's a video <coughs> of Owen just like going, hello, ladies and gentlemen, do you want some jelly deals? And he stood in front of his employees, right? Now, imagine yes. if you're a jobbing actor and you get a job... <laughs> As a jelly deals worker for a fake jelly deals commercial. <laughs> yes, yeah, and again, Torchwood have the, the costs they'll have they'll have run up doing that video when they could just as easily have had Owen without six employees standing behind him. Yeah, and. And have it just as convincing. Do you think they did that and then gave them that memory drug? Oh, presumably. Yeah. Because they're mad for that in Torchwood, aren't they? Yeah. As we'll find out later. Right. Jack then sends Gwen yeah. home and says it's important you have a home-life balance. When she gets there, Reese ain't interested. He's like, I'm going out. I'm going out yeah. drinking. I'm off on the pull. I'm sick of you. I've had enough. Yeah. 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 <coughs> what a scumbag. Right. Jack yeah. then goes to the hospital to speak to another victim who tries to lie to Jack about the attack, tries to keep it secret. So Jack yeah. plans to release the weevil from Torchwood HQ with a tracker so they can find out where it goes. Um, Owen yeah. can't... This is a ter terrible plan. Can I just say that? Yeah. Right, it's a terrible plan and it's terribly executed. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, Owen is great mates with the estate agent now. They go for a drink. Owen has a yeah. fight with the guy that he beat up earlier, which seems to like impress the estate agent man. Yeah, we haven't talked enough about this estate agent because, like, one of the things that I could not figure out watching this episode is, is this a good performance or not? 
Ah, see. From the estate agent. I couldn't work out. I mean, my my gut says straight away, no, it's a very bad performance. I couldn't work out if that guy was incredibly handsome or very ugly. Yeah, yeah, he was both, wasn't he? He was like an ugly guy that carried himself like a beautiful, handsome Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah, and like, he has like this, uh, a very, what you would call, a very strong jaw, but not a classically handsome strong jaw. And he Um, had a big freckle on his nose that made it look like there was a fly landing on his face. Um, but anyway, yeah, but, but yeah, there's this, there is a, a real intensity to his performance. So, like, he really does come across as kind of unhinged. But I think if it was a good performance, then then we'd we'd start to naturally tease out how unhinged he is. Whereas in this, he seems even when he's just standing around in the office printing off some bits of paper, he seems unhinged. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no there's no layers to it. He just seems mad from, from, from the second you've, yeah, you've had eyes on him. Yeah, it doesn't seem a nuanced performance, does it? No, no. Right. So, the weevil that was released is kidnapped, and Tosh becomes incredibly principled, saying... You know, like, oh, we would never use a human as live bait, but weevils are fair game, are they? In this instance, yes, yes, yeah. they are, Tosh. They're specifically hunting weevils. <laughs> uh, but also, I think she uh, underestimates Jack there. I think Jack would be perfectly comfortable using humans as live bait. I, I, after Gwen, I can't work out which member of the Torchwood team I hate most. It might be Tosh. But then I just remember how much I hate really? Jack. Yeah, and Owen. And no, I don't. I don't hate Tosh. I think. I think Tosh is the, like the most balanced out of all of them. Mm. Um. But I, I just I feel she if has she's that principled, she'd get another job. Yeah, she ought to. She definitely ought to. Mm. They all should. Yeah. <laughs> the sooner this organisation's closed down, the better, yeah. really. In fact, my favourite member of the Torchwood team is Susie. Right. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because she knew the best thing to do was get out of Torchwood. That's true. Um, That's true. So, Owen keeps chatting to the estate agent who tells Owen that something is coming. We keep getting that. I wonder if that's like a crap version of Bad Wolf. Every episode, it seems to be something is coming. Uh, yeah. Gwen and Reese have a talk. She confesses to cheating. Reese can't believe what he's hearing. So she gives him the amnesia pill in the hope that they can have like an honest discussion and he'll forgive her even if he doesn't remember. But actually, I genuinely believed she'd overdosed him and he died. <laughs> I thought that's where they were going. Yeah. I really did. I mean, yeah, Gwen Gwen has gone off the deep end at this point, hasn't she? Well, she's like, I've cheated on you. You must forgive me. Say you forgive me. Yeah. Like, Yeah. you know, everyone makes mistakes, Gwen. Maybe you need to learn to forgive yourself. 
Yeah, and and also, let's be clear, we've established Reese is, is an asshole. Like, you just... I think it's probably just the time that the pair of them acknowledged that they're both toxic people who are bringing out the worst in each other. Yeah. And it's probably for the best if they move on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, he passes out. Uh, but, yeah. Back at the estate agent's house... Owen finds a locked room. Uh, but yeah. because he's so good at everything, he's breaks in and he finds a chained up weevil. Yeah. Now, I, I was like, oh, he keeps it from murdering. We know that. That's it. It's all about murdering people. Mm -hmm. Turns out he just keeps it there for punching. Just gives it a slap every time he walks past. Yes. Yeah, we haven't we haven't mentioned the stent agent's uh, decor consists of multiple pairs of boxing gloves, framed prints of boxers, uh, 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 some uh, I think nunchucks and whatnot mounted on the walls. Um, uh, he's got a theme. Certainly, I, I tell you what, that one bit that really irked me was. When he yeah. and Owen share a beer and he hands Owen the bottle opener, yeah. Owen just throws it onto his like enamel-topped work surface. And I was like, that's going to scratch. Yeah. You've got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just discourteous, isn't it, really? Yeah. Right. So the estate agent realises Owen is somehow linked to all the Torchwood people he's met so far. And yeah. We find out that Dan Hodge wasn't murdered. He was one of us. Yes. Now, this is... Okay, so a couple of things happening here. So, first of all, they play this whole reveal like it's a big twist. But it really doesn't come out of left field at all for me. Mm. It's just like, oh, fine, okay, so it, it's this then, right. I kind of almost, you know, from the moment you see them manhandling the weevil onto, into the back of the van, it, it seems, it, it, it doesn't seem, it, it, nothing about it screams, oh, it's a serial killer using weevils as a weapon. Mm. Like, that, that seems like a poor fit from the get-go. Um, so this really didn't come as a surprise to me. Um, and the other point I was going to make here was um, I don't really understand why the estate agent establishes that uh, Owen is, you know, from Torchwood or, or you know, some sort of authority and... Um, is intending to basically shut down his operation. And his response is, right, well, I'd better give you the guided tour then, hadn't I? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why does he not at that point just chain him up? Yeah. In fact, he's literally got Bare a room minimum. in his house dedicated for trapping people. Yes. Yeah. It would be, you know, and if he's such an amazing fighter as we're... we're, we're He's surrounded with weapons that presumably he has some competency in. We later find out that he has a gun. He could have just just shot Owen there and then. He clearly doesn't mind about having blood on his hands. 
I, I don't understand what his motivation is for just... I, it seems like he wants to kind of talk Owen around. Yeah. To seeing things his way. Like, they didn't but... seem to be having that much fun together, but he seems insistent Owen be his best mate. Yeah, yeah. I just... Th- th- there's... And I don't know if that's a, a failure with the writing, the performances, or, or, or what, but there's a gap to be bridged there that I didn't feel was effectively bridged. So the end result was I, I was left sort of confused as to why this character was behaving this way. Um, <coughs> anyway, yes, we, well, let's, let's crack on, shall okay. we? Okay. Uh, so Gwen arrives with, peach, with pizza, sorry, Always, they, they're yes. always. I tell you what, that pizza company is making a small fortune out of these guys. Yeah, uh, evidently, evidently. Uh, and yeah, and she she sits down and, and and has a bite and immediately starts crying, doesn't she? Yeah, but I Which, I put in my notes. Where yeah. is Reese? Where is her care here? Yeah, because she's just like, yeah. oh, he's drugged. Yeah. I've drugged him. He's passed out. I best go get pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a shame that it was so bad that it, it made a cry. I mean, I've had some bad pizza in my time, but I don't think I've ever had pizza so bad that it's immediately brought me to tears. Oh, David, I made a pizza breakthrough this week. <laughs> right? What was right? that? I, I'm going to give you a little tip, and it'll sound like chaos okay. and madness, but it'll change your life. So, you, you know, oh, I mentioned okay, earlier I, I worked a 14-hour day the other day. I, I really yeah. wanted a pizza afterwards. But I was like, if I get something yeah. heavy, like a meat feast type thing, I'm just going to feel like crap. And I was like, so I thought I yeah. might just get a margarita. But then I was like, that's a bit bland. So here's a little tip for you, David. If ever you order a plain mm-hmm. margarita, just add some onions to it. It, it totally changes it. It's yeah. amazing. Good to know. Mm. Good to know. Um I, I, if you want a pizza update from me this week, Matt, um, I can tell you uh, that the novelty pepperoni pizza flavour Doritos that are out at the moment, not worth the asking price. No. Just, no, I, I, I know we're going I, off I, on... I, I, couldn't, I couldn't resist. I know we're going off on a tangent here, David. What's the worst flavour of crisp? Yeah. Or worst ever? Yeah. Um... Uh, I, you know what, for me, uh, roast chicken. Oh, really? I do not like roast chicken crisps. Uh, see, for me, it's... Uh, Close second for... Yeah, oh, sorry, go it's on. It's the Walker's tomato ketchup flavour. Yeah, no, that I, I wouldn't be reaching for them either. Uh, or indeed, I would say barbecue. Yeah. I find barbecue crisp too sweet. Yeah, I'm probably with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah so uh, we should probably move on from the pizza. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, she's she, that's the thing. She's 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 drugged. Reese had a psychotic break in front of him, uh, possibly overdosed him, and yeah, then she just strolls out, gets a pizza and ha- pizza and has another breakdown. Um, Gwen needs help. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, look, I, 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 we've been very open about the fact that we do not like her as a character. But if I look literally at her behaviour, 
there is someone who needs to quit a job and get therapy at the earliest possible convenience. Yes, I'm totally with you. <clears throat> right. Uh, the estate agent takes Owen to a secret society. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that. Gwen's crying over a pizza. Yep. Then she hears da- Dan Hodge's phone ring. It's a text yeah. that has a postcode. So Gwen immediately calls Jack, uh, Field Marshal Leanto, and Tosh to redirect <laughs> them to get there. Okay. Yeah. Owen is already there, and it's Fight Club. Yeah. I, I did my research, it's David. That, it? It's seven years after the release of the film and ten years after the release of the book, Fight Club. So really modern, up-to-date reference going on here. Yes. Yeah. And we we really get down to the nitty gritty here, where my my feeling on Fight Club, I'll admit, it's been a while since I've watched it, and I've only watched it the once, but I kind of read it almost as a a satire on toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, and what we have here, it's not clear to me. What side, if any, Noel Clark is taking in his writing, but it almost feels to me, and I, I'll admit, maybe my my perceptions are being coloured by subsequent revelations. It almost feels like he's misinterpreted that that sort of satirical underpinning of Fight Club, and is just like, yeah, this is what blokes are actually like. Yeah, but Do you know what I mean? knowing what we know about him, that is almost certainly the case. Yeah, that's almost I just... certainly how he sees his life. Yeah, but that's enough about yeah. that. Turd it's a bit state. depressing, isn't it? Right. <laughs> uh, so you pay a thousand pounds to fight a weevil, and at the end of the night, whoever mm. has lasted longest in the fighting cage takes the money. Uh, it turned out Dan Hodge, star of the show, surrendered, and that's why he was killed. So he wasn't murdered, he was killed because yeah. he saw no point in his own life, so he surrendered and was killed. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the estate agent pulls a gun and tells Owen to get in the cage, which he does, and he does like a weird Qui-Gon Jinn meditation for a bit. <laughs> As if he's going to yes. like come out of a little trance and just batter anyone in front of him but he actually yeah that's, just what, gets well, that's where i thought we were going with this yeah yeah so basically it just turns out that uh owen's suicidal as well yeah uh yeah which is great yeah, yeah. so yeah this is this is a this seems like a really good direction for this show i'm sure it's going to be handled really carefully and tastefully <laughs> He gets absolutely pummeled until Jack arrives he and shoots it dead. So yes. having, yeah. you know, told Tosh, don't worry about it, I look after everyone, um, he's actually just shot it dead. Uh, I mean, to be, to be fair as well, Tosh does work for an organisation that all, all they do with them is capture them and lock them in really unkempt prison cells mm. like re- it's really grotty uh, unpleasant 
conditions that they're kept in. Um, I don't know that Tosh, uh, Tosh and, and Torchwood are really doing that much to help the Weevils. No. So, no. Uh, yeah, it was a, stra- a strange position for Tosh to take there, really, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. This bloody programme, David. Yeah. Right. Jack goes to visit Owen in hospital. Um, yeah. And takes him some grapes. And back yeah. at Torchwood HQ... Owen goes to visit the Weevil, and I couldn't work this bit out because he kind of intimidates yeah. it by growling at it. But then, knowing they've got telepathic yeah. powers, is Owen now the Alpha Weevil? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't flipping know what was going on there. Yeah, um, but we, we've kind of glossed over the point where where. Owen openly kind of admits to Jack that uh, he was indeed suicidal and wanted that weevil to to end his life. And Jack's response is, I want you back at work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Good friend. Good bloke. That's not, that's not a, that's, yeah, good, good bloke, good boss. Uh, If I told my boss that I was having suicidal thoughts, I think... The first thing my boss would do is get in touch with occupational health and get them to try and uh, get me to sign off sick and uh, urgently seek some crisis care. <laughs> but no, not not Jack. Yeah. No, what are you? In, I want you at your desk on Monday. You know, sort yourself out. Like, I always call them the Torchwood team, but there is no teamwork or no team ethics, is there? Yeah. They're just the worst. No. The ch- yeah, it's uh, uh, it, I, it's the one thing that I really can't get over with this show. is it, To me, this is basically just a show about um, just dysfunctional working practices it's a you know it's 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 a warning it's a warning to us all uh but anyway but yeah there we go for so that yeah that's it that's oh dear oh dear matt oh but still that 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 power of the doctor uh, trailer that was exciting wasn't it yeah yeah at least we've got that to look forward to down the line yeah, we don't know when. Still, no, no. It, it uh, might have we, we know when we're going to cut our pod comes out. <coughs> yeah, um, but certainly our plan is that we are going to cover it once we've wrapped up this series of Torchwood because we just need to get this over and done with at this point. So next week, Matt, yeah. do you want to know what? Oh, before we do, uh, list of tweets. Do we get any list of tweets? Uh, I can't wait to get to January and can listener tweets again. Uh, let me have a look. I have to scroll back because all the tweets are about Wheelie Big Quiz. Something actually worth talking about. Here we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll start at the bottom where the first person to reply was our good friend Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast. Say hello, David. Hello, Mark. Who says, I've already checked out by this point. Although I'm still listening and enjoying the podcast. I hope David's feeling better. 
Ah, oh, well, that's very kind of uh, you to ask. Uh, uh, the answer is yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. I kind of assumed Though I'm you sure were, but now I feel have... guilty for not asking earlier on. <laughs> no, I'm doing all right, but uh, yeah, uh, Matt, I'm afraid you'll have an ed- editing job on you uh, again. I-, I am still coughing a bit. Uh, don't worry about it. I've been very windy today, David, very Trumpy, so... <laughs> Although not audible enough for you to hear it, so it'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Tweet number two comes from Sonia, who was replying to Mark. Say hello, David. Hello, Sonia. Who says, I've also stopped trying to watch. That would be a nice option, wouldn't it, David? I'd love to do that. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I've also stopped trying to watch along, but still listening. Yay for another year of Wheelie Big Quiz. Very excited for this cause and hoping you blow your goals out the water and get a 1,000. She's put dollar, but we operate in pounds. I wish we had dollars. They're probably worth two quid each. (laughs) Um, So she hopes that we get the 1,000 pound kiss. We didn't talk about that earlier, did we? We'll have to wait and see. No, we didn't. Uh, And that's still rolling over, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she also says, because we're now back at the Wheel of Big Quiz, it means she's been listening for one whole year. Amazing. What a year that's been. Yeah. Uh, We then have uh, James Courtney, who just quite bluntly says, not a good one. (laughs) Nailed it. Well done, James. In the time it takes James to tweet that, what he can do, it might be a better use of your time, James, if you just save that Mm. time until there is a good one and let us know. We'll just take it as red it's not a good (laughs) one because, you know, we've seen enough. Right, then we have BT Flibbity Giggard, who says, I honestly completely forgot that this episode existed and I don't have time to re-watch it right now. So it's unmemorable. I remember that this is the point in the season where I started to actually really like Owen, but I haven't done a Torchwood rewatch for like five years, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the thought of ever rewatching this series quite frankly puts the willies up me. It's not going to happen. I am doing this so I never have to watch Torchwood again. Yeah, yeah, let's just... You know, get it over and done with. Then we have a message from Marie Boudreau, who says, I just want you to know if you two... Sorry, I just want to know if you two are going to be okay after going through all this. Just by the reviews, it's not something I'd care to watch. I'm going to take a stab and say this episode is awful. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Marie. (laughs) Yeah. And then the final tweet, David. Tweet of the week. I've started ranking the tweets and saving the best one till last. Comes from James Swifty right. Swift, who simply says, Have you ever seen Fight Club? Imagine that, but boring. <laughs> yeah. Dear, oh dear, what were they thinking, eh? Yeah. What were they thinking? Well, anyway, Matt, uh, that's, that does it for combat, thank goodness. Next week, do you want to know what we're doing? Um, not really, but please tell. We are doing an episode entitled Captain Jack Harkness. Oh, great. A whole hour of Jack. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think we're going to be getting uh, some sweet Captain Jack backstory stuff? Um, I... 
I hope not. I don't really care for it, if I'm honest. But <laughs> let, let's keep going. Sooner we watch uh, it, David, yeah. sooner Tick. we can get to season three, where everything's going to be tickety-boo. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, we've got two left. Two more to go on this series. Mm. We can make it, can't we? I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then back to <sighs> Sarah Jane Adventures. Back to the warm embrace and comfort of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes, indeed. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, and, of course, the power of the Doctor as well. So there's there's lots of great stuff coming up yeah. uh, over the next few weeks. Yeah. Just two more episodes of this shit to get through first. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we get through this and we're all relieved, but we raise enough money that I have to watch class again. <laughs> That's on you, Matt. Yeah. That's on so, you. So, just before we go, David, Wheelie Big Quiz is open. Yep. Yeah. Like I say, the links are on all our yes, socials. Indeed. You can find it. Uh, maybe pop pop a link in the uh, show notes as well on this. Yeah, I think I will do. I think I will do. Yeah. You know, exciting times. Uh, yeah. Exciting indeed. Cannot wait till next week. Um, but until then, as always, thank you ever so much for listening. And until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Oh, bye now. That's what I say, isn't it? Usually, yeah. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.